Hello, animal lovers, and welcome to episode 17 of the I Speak to Animals podcast. My name is Leslie Sirenisi, and I am a professional animal communicator, which means I can speak to animals. I've been fortunate enough to speak to many, many different kinds of animals in my career, starting off with a grizzly bear named Brutus. I was lucky enough to be asked to write an article for a magazine, which I did for five and a half years, and I decided to dust them off and share them with you. Each episode, I will share a different article with you, and if you hang with me till the end, I will share some backstories, some behind-the-scenes info, and some things that couldn't make it into the article. So come on this amazing journey with me and share in my animal adventures. This article is called, Not All Wolves Are Big and Bad. Okay, apparently, I like writing about wolves because this is the second article where I I talk about hanging out with wolves and conversations I had with them. Okay, it's all true. And yes, (laughs) I'm trying to have people see the other side of wolves. Recently, I did a photo shoot with a beautiful wolf and we spent the day together in a beautiful park. That was a fun day and she was a beautiful soul, but she is not the wolf in this story. This was a whole pack who gave me many insights from the day I spent with them and it was clear that not all wolves are big and bad. Most everyone loves dogs and cats and I'm honored to help dogs and cat owners all over the world with their canines and felines. It really is the majority of the calls that I get from my animal communication clients. However, I count myself as an extremely lucky girl to be able to interact with as many animals as I do, especially those of the exotic types. As an animal communicator, I love to be around all kinds of animals, and I feel especially blessed that this opens many doors for me to be able to closely interact with bears, camels, lions, wolves, and many other animals that most people never get to see up close and personal. One of my top 10 favorite moments with animals is when I got to go into an enclosure with several wolves and sit down on the ground and interact with them. I wasn't sure what to expect when I walked into the enclosure to become up close and personal with these large canines. Would I find dog pet-like canines or would they snarl and stalk me like a big bad wolf that huff and puff and blow your house down? What I found was that although they looked like dogs, they were not to be treated like dogs. They were regal and they deserved immense amounts of respect. They are extremely accepting and I was thrilled to literally be face to face with these majestic creatures. I was relieved that they welcomed me with open paws and that they were curious and excited as I was and we got along very well. They told me many stories of what their life is like and about pack dynamics. They were curious about my life and the kinds of things I do and my family dynamics. Although many of their mannerisms seem dog-like, there was definitely a different feel about them. 
One dog-like mannerism that I was happy to see is the one that made them walk up and walk over to me and kiss my face as they welcomed me to the group. I noticed his tail wagging as we interacted and I could see how this could easily be mistaken for an interaction in a doggy bark. But once the conversation between us started flowing, I really felt the difference in their energy and in their stature. The conversation really turned interesting when I started talking to one of the beautiful regal wolves named King Arthur. I was especially drawn to him and he asked me many questions about myself. He told me that the pack structure changes from time to time and that there is more than just an alpha wolf. He explained that there's also a beta wolf, mid-range wolves, and an omega wolf. He showed me how some wolves can move up and down in the ranking and are usually spending a lot of time trying to move up in the pack status. Arthur told me that it is the responsibility of the whole pack to help raise the wolf cubs. He told me that wolf packs are a family structure and not just a group of random wolves thrown together. Wolves are, of course, very social and rely very heavily on the pack structure. And he told me that a wolf does not honor, if the wolf does not honor the structure of the pack, he will leave to seek out another pack or to start his own pack, or is sometimes asked to leave. This is where the saying, I think, the lone wolf comes from. I asked him if it was true that an established pack that only the alpha and alpha male and female are allowed to mate and he told me that generally this was true and he asked me how I knew that. I explained that I volunteer at the Detroit Zoo and that the zoo had gotten a male and a female wolf from a pack at the Minneapolis Zoo. I was told that the reason that they were separated from the pack was because they were not the alpha male and female and the hope was that by removing them and segregating them from the pack that they would mate to create their own pack. Then I asked Arthur Arthur to tell me about wolf medicine. He was intrigued that I knew about the subject and he was delighted that I had asked him about it. Arthur explained to me that wolves are known for relying on their instincts. They trust what they perceive and they go with it, right or wrong. They tell me that trusting their instincts serves them very well. Arthur explained that if you feel like you're feeling too emotional about a situation to follow your instincts to get onto the right path. I am so lucky that I got to spend the whole day with different groups of wolves and I learned many things and I hope I was able to spread a little insight about humans to them as well. Two of the wolves were interested in how I was the seventh child out of seven and asked how the dynamics worked in my family and being the youngest. I never met a big bad wolf that day. I met beautiful souls that care about their families and were interested in me and my family. They were cordial and engaging and I enjoyed every minute of my interaction with them. I cannot wait to return to have another day with them, but in the meantime, I will communicate with them at least once a month. For fun, I always start the communication with a howl. I was so grateful to meet these beautiful souls and I think of them often and I think it might be time to make a trip 
back to see them since the borders have opened up now after COVID. They taught me so much and I'm so grateful to see photos of them often. I think that wolves are amazing creatures and I hate it when people say that wolves are the only animals that kill for fun. This is absolutely not true. I've talked to many wolves that tell me that they have no idea why people say that. They will sometimes kill to teach pack members how to kill, but it isn't for sport, it isn't for fun, it's for survival. If I had to think really hard, I would say probably the only animal that I know that kills just for fun is humans. So come back next week when we review an article I wrote in 2017 titled, When Will I Star in My Own Comic Book? So what does that have to do with animal communication? Well, listen in and find out. Until then, if you ever wondered what your pet is thinking, please go to my website at ispeaktoanimals.com and book an appointment. Until then, love to you and all of your animals.